When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's a very popular question, as old as humanity itself, and frequently pops up in the self-help universe. What is my life purpose? What should I do with life? This seemingly supposes that the universe has a master plan for you, but for some reason won't tell you directly what it is. For some reason, it's up to you to figure out the universe's plan for yourself. Personally, I've never really been a fan of the term life purpose, any more than I am of the term soulmate when it comes to relationships. I mean, I love my wife more than I have ever loved anyone on the planet in the entire history of my life. Does that make her my soulmate? Maybe. I guess. I don't know. Honestly, it doesn't really matter what you call it. It, the love I have for my wife, it just is. It doesn't need a name. It just is what it is. And that is at the essence of Zen. There's a discussion amongst folks who actively teach or practice Zen that things aren't right or wrong. They just are. A kind of oversimplified basic example of that is, is it wrong when a lion kills a zebra in order to survive? Well, not from the lion's point of view, but definitely is from the zebra's point of view. Zen would just say it just is what it is. Life, for all of us, is full of joy and suffering. You can call it whatever you want. And that's the case for lions, zebras, and humans. The world is just here, and we just happen to be in it at this moment. So, back to life purpose. Eh, call it whatever you want. But... It's not as if there's only one and no other possibilities. Or that it can't change over time, over the course of our lives. Remember, things just are. And nothing is permanent. All things are impermanent. So you don't have to go on some kind of philosophical or theological journey to find your life purpose. A better way to ask essentially the same question is... How can I use my time in a useful way, a way that feels important to me? Because that's really what you're asking when you ask, why am I here? What's my life purpose? You just want to feel good about what you're doing. And I get it. I've stared down the barrel of that same question. I can say with confident joy that I am currently scratching the itch that question poses for now. And that's important to note. For now, I'll get to that point a little later, but I know it, it might be an important question in your mind, and you should be asking it, but another useful way to think about life purpose 
is to consider the question in this way. If you were given a diagnosis for a terminal illness, as horrible as that sounds, and you looked in the mirror each morning and with whatever time you have left and asked yourself, do I feel good about what I'm doing today? What would your answer be? Now, the answer won't always be yes every day. Some days we have to do something we don't necessarily like. That could be visiting your in-laws. I love my in-laws, by the way. But for some of you, it might be that or mowing the lawn or whatever. But most days, your answer to that question, do I feel good about what I'm doing today, given that I don't have much time left and terminal illness or not, We don't. We don't live as long as we would like to. I'd like to live 400 years, not just 80. But most days, your answer to that question should be yes. If not, then you might need to have a ponderous meditative session with just where the remainder of your life, and I hope it is still decades to go, but in which direction you are headed. And that's the focus of this Zen Sandwich episode. Just what should you do with the rest of your life? You're listening to Zen Sandwich, a podcast for the independent mind and anyone who embraces life despite its absurdities. Join former attorney and professor turned Japanese papermaker Mark Reed each week as he talks with creative, inspiring, and influential people. Or as he shares his own research to help make your world a little better today than it was yesterday. First, I I never like the idea of this is the last day of your life. That gets asked sometimes, right? Like, it's your last day on planet Earth. What what are you going to do? I don't like that one because if that's the case, like it's literally your last day, you might just spend it sobbing in agony (laughs) or you might go steal a car and commit a bunch of crimes or something maybe not that but you might do something crazy if it was guaranteed to be your absolute last day of life but i think the hypothetical proposition i suggested is a bit more useful no I, i don't particularly like to think about it but consider you've been told you have a condition in which you've got somewhere between six months to a year to live Never mind all the get your affairs in order stuff like your will or erasing your browser history on your computer. (laughs) What would you start doing differently in your life? What would you start doing differently in your life? Would it change your mind about your priorities at all? It's a difficult question to ponder, but one you should probably be asking. To get a satisfactory answer, you might employ a concept you've probably heard of. It's definitely made the rounds on the internet and social media, and that's the Japanese concept of Ikigai. Just Google it and you'll see Venn diagrams pop up that pose three questions, and it's at the point all three overlap that you find your Ikigai. Or the way I translate that word, I live in Japan and speak Japanese, the way I like to translate that word is the reason for getting out of bed in the morning. Your reason for getting up and going and doing what you do. So those three questions to find your ikigai are generally posed this way. One, what do you enjoy doing? 
We've all got a passion, even if it's something as ridiculous and horrible as watching Tyler Perry movies. But hey, if that's what floats your boat, go for it. Two, what are you good at? And you might think, I'm not good at anything. Well, bullshit. Either you're not trying enough stuff, or you're doing stuff you think you're supposed to do, but you don't really want to do. Everybody is good at something. And three, this is the big one. What do you do, or can you do, that other people value? That is something that people will actually pay you money for at some point. So what do you enjoy? What are you skilled at? And what can you do that has value? The trick is to find a place where these three things overlap. I've had several jobs and uh, two main careers before my current one. As for my jobs, I've been a a jack of all trades in between the two big career moves before where I am now, what I'm doing now. I've worked in restaurants. I've worked for an airline, for a major bank, a plant nursery. I was a midnight auditor at a hotel once (laughs) and a slew of other just run-of-the-mill jobs. The problem with each of those, I was certainly good at some and they have value. People paid me to do it. I didn't find joy in any of those jobs. And the plant nursery one was okay. but um, And as for my previous full-throttle career pursuits, I have been a lawyer and a teacher slash professor, a teacher in some settings and a professor at uh, three universities. The first, the, the lawyering, the practice of law, was much like those other kind of menial jobs. I think I was pretty good at it, and there's value in it. But being a lawyer for me, was the complete opposite of joy. It made me miserable. As for teaching, that is the one career path that hit all three. I think I was good at it. I enjoyed it. And there is value in it. People will pay you to do it. So why don't I still do that? Well, I do, in one manner of speaking. I just do it on my own terms now. So actually, I enjoy it more now. I still teach English in my home in Japan. I teach about three classes a week, but it's over coffee and cake and more conversationally based. So it's not in a classroom and not grammatically based. In addition, I have this podcast. That's a form of teaching and education. I enjoy it. Some people value it. And I hope I'm pretty good at it. And lastly, my wife and I, we make washi, traditional Japanese paper, by hand in the countryside of Japan. This one is interesting and pertinent to the conversation because... I didn't know that I would love doing that. I sort of fell into it when I returned to Japan and married my wife. Um, but I do love it. And it has value. And while I wouldn't say I'm good at it, <laughs> uh, my wife certainly is the expert when it comes to washi making. She makes up for my little inadequacies in that department. But back to you, the listener. You got to find what your thing is. For some of you, that might sound hard. Like maybe you've always done just what you thought you were supposed to do or just whatever job was available. Look, it, it is hard. It's a difficult process. But the more you keep asking and trying and failing, yes, that's a necessary part of the process too, the closer you get So try something you've never done before. I'm not saying immediately quit your day job. 
if you don't have the finances saved up to do so, but start exploring other options that are out there. Think big. If you want to be a painter, go to the local art store, buy some canvases and brushes and paint, watch an instructional YouTube video just to get you started. Same if you want to be a chef or a gardener. Look, you can't afford culinary school. Guess what? You have the internet. Go look up basic culinary school curriculum or ask ChatGPT the same question. Okay, take that outline, wherever, whatever you find, go onto YouTube and teach yourself those classes. Everything that people learn in culinary school, there is a YouTube video on that topic, I guarantee you. Do the whole culinary school curriculum. Boom, you're a chef. Oh, it's not that easy, Mark. I didn't say it was easy. You got to be motivated and disciplined. But the thing is, when you look at yourself in the mirror in the morning and you ask, do I feel good about what I'm doing today? You just might confidently answer, yes, absolutely. If you want to be a photographer, study how great professional photographers do it. Study about lighting and camera angles and distance. We live in a time where all of that information is available to you for free. Even if you want to make washi, traditional Japanese paper, in your little town in Iowa, hey, you might be the only one in Iowa doing that. Start doing the research on how you can learn the craft, build your own washi-making studio, plant good paper-making trees. Guess what you probably didn't already know? You can make paper out of pretty much any kind of tree. Okay, so now here's the difficult truth about this question that we're asking. What's my purpose? Why am I here? The truth is it never gets resolved. Even if you do discover something you're good at, you enjoy and people value the trifecta, things change. Remember in the beginning I said I can say with confident joy that I am currently scratching the itch this question poses for now. Well, I know and understand that I am a living, organic, thinking human being. I accept that. Will I still be making Japanese paper and podcasting five years from now? Maybe. I hope so. Today I like to think so, but maybe not. And that's okay. Life changes. The world changes. So not only do you want to ask yourself, do I feel good about what I'm doing today? Or what is a viable use of my time? You don't want to simply answer that question today. You want to constantly, consistently ask yourself that question. Routinely check in with yourself on that question. That is the secret to a joyous life. That is the journey itself. And the journey is what life's about, my friends, not an ultimate final purpose or some destination. And remember, the key is not to get that question precisely right when you ask it now. The key is to consistently revisit that question. Keep, keep answering it. Keep tweaking your answer to it. Well, that's all, folks. My journey continues. Yours does as well. Keep asking, do I feel good about what I'm doing today? I hope you answer yes more often than you do no. Hey, if you like the Zen Sandwich message and you would like to 
support the show and sponsor the show, send me an email at zensandwich at gmail.com. We can talk about sponsorship possibilities. I'd be happy to promote your interests or business so long as it falls in line with my mission here of promoting some calm and kindness in the world. Or you can simply help keep the lights on for the show by going to zensandwich.com and donating a few bucks. Every little bit helps, and I would love to give you a shout-out on the show for doing so. That's all. Stay calm and kind, folks. Most of all, breathe. Don't forget to breathe.